0: I beg your pardon this morning. I'm sorry you have to listen to a raspy voice and maybe a little hacking, but it's just a cold. I did get tested. It was a negative test. Don't worry, but I won't uh, greet you following the service because whatever it is, you don't want it. I promise, but I'm thankful to be here, and I'm thankful that you're here, and our reading of Scripture comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Colossians chapter 3, beginning the reading at verse 12, let me point out that you just read verses 5 through 10 uh, in the call to confession and repentance. And I did that deliberately so you can see that the contrast of cultures, if you will, the culture of the fallen world and the culture of the kingdom of God and the church and what we're called to be. So that's very deliberate. I hope you make that connection. Um, Let us now ask the Lord to bless the reading and hearing of his word. Our Father in heaven, you are good and you are good to us and your word is truth and it is good for us. And we pray the blessing of your Holy Spirit upon us afresh to open our hearts and to open our minds and help us, Lord, to receive what you say and to offer our lives to you in cheerful and grateful obedience with thanksgiving in our hearts through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Colossians 3, beginning at verse 12, this is the word of God. It is written Put on, then, clothe yourselves as God's chosen ones, God's elect, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Thanks be to God for His inexpressible gift in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and to Him be all praise, honor, and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Living in a world filled with anger, fear, uncertainty, envy, jealousy, discontentment, Jesus' people are called to be thankful people. Thankfulness is a distinguishing characteristic of the Christian life. Now, of course, giving thanks to God is the right thing to do. We ought to do so because God is due our thanks. But in this passage, the Apostle Paul is teaching us to give thanks not so much as our moral obligation to God, which it is, but if we read this passage in its context, the instructions and the commands to be thankful and to do everything with thanksgiving, it's not so much about that moral obligation to God as it is about our own spiritual edification as individuals and living together as the household of God the corporate church everything in this passage everything in this passage has to do with our spiritual growth and health and the spiritual health of the corporate church and and the attitude of gratitude And the discipline of giving thanks gets a lot of emphasis for the sake of our own spiritual health as individuals and as a community. Verses 15 through 17, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now, three times in three verses, God's Word instructs us to express thankfulness gratitude to God. And when something is said three times in the space of three verses, we would do well to pay attention to it and apply it to our lives. Now, here are three reasons that thankfulness is essential to Christian discipleship. Thankfulness is essential to our spiritual health as individuals and as a corporate body. Three reasons. There's there's more, but here's three for today. Thankfulness to God orients our lives correctly in relationship to God. Thankfulness orients our lives correctly in relationship to God. Number two, thankfulness opens our hearts to the presence, peace, and joy of God of the Holy Spirit in our lives, individually and corporately. Thankfulness opens our hearts to the peace, presence, and joy of the Holy Spirit. And three, thankfulness increases our faith in God and empowers us to overcome the trials and tribulations of life in this fallen world as we press on with the hope of glory. So if you want to, you can outline this sermon with the three O's. Thankfulness orients our lives, it opens our hearts, and it empowers us to overcome trials and tribulations as we persevere to glory. So number one, thankfulness orients us correctly in our relationship with God. Now, you know, even in human relationships... When we say thank you to another person, that expression of thanks acknowledges that the other person has done something kind or generous toward us or helpful to us. The expression of thanks acknowledges that we have received a gift of some sort from that person. And therefore, in some sense, at least, in some sense, we we owe that person relationally. We are are indebted to that person relationally. And we owe that expression of thank you. And when we receive the gift and say thank you, there's a kind of reciprocity. There's a kind of closing of the loop which strengthens and enriches that personal relationship. And when that happens with sincerity, you see, the main thing is then not the gift itself, but the relationship between the giver and the receiver. The gift is simply a visual, visible or tangible conduit of the mutual bond, the relationship between the giver and the receiver. We receive and we say thanks, and that personal relationship grows stronger. Now, if that's true in our human relationships, how much more is it true in our relationship with God, our Creator, our Sustainer, and in Christ, our Redeemer? Thankfulness orients us correctly in our relationship with God because when we give thanks to God consciously, deliberately, thoughtfully, intentionally, specifically, and sincerely, when we say thank you to God in word or deed, we are acknowledging that God is God and we are not And that's the correct orientation of our lives. And therefore, when we give thanks to the Lord, consciously, thoughtfully, intentionally, specifically, sincerely, in word or deed, it places us in a posture of humility before God. That's a correct orientation. And when we say thank you to God in word or deed, it expresses and reminds us of our dependence upon God. And that's the correct orientation. When we give thanks to the Lord, it also expresses and and reminds us of our, our indebtedness to God, our indebtedness with a debt which we can never repay. And we give humble, heartfelt thanks which expresses our utter dependence upon and total indebtedness to, then you see we are rightly oriented toward God with Him at the center of the universe and not ourselves. With Him at the center of my life and not me. With Him as the sovereign over my life and not me. That's correct orientation. When we truly give thanks to God, it takes the focus off of ourselves and places it upon the goodness and the faithfulness, the kindness, the generosity, and the power of God. So the conscious, intentional discipline of giving thanks to God is a primary way of reciprocating and participating in our relationship with the giver of every good and perfect gift. As the Scripture says, What do you have that you have not received? Throughout the scriptures, we read of God's gracious provision for body and soul. And we read this morning from Psalm 104. You, O Lord, cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man and oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart. So you see, even the work of our hands, the fruit of our labor, is the gift of God. Now, as as Christians, we we need to get that and understand it and humble ourselves beneath it. And, And when we can see spiritually that everything we have is the gift of God and that He owes us nothing, then our lives will be characterized by humble Joyful gratitude. And that's the correct orientation in relationship with God. By contrast, by contrast, consider, for example, what the scripture says in Romans chapter 1 in that devastating diagnosis of the fallen, sinful nature of all humanity when it summarizes the essence of man's broken relationship with God with these words. Although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. Romans 1, 21. They did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. Now, you see the failure, the neglect To give thanks to God is of the very essence of fallen humanity's broken and wrongly oriented relationship with the Creator. The failure, the neglect to give thanks is of the very essence of fallen humanity's disorientation in relationship to the Creator. And for us as Christians, if indeed we are true Christians in Christ by faith, it goes even deeper. Our thanks to the Lord is given not only for all of the earthly blessings of His providence, which we ought to do, and we ought to name them one by one, but also for the spiritual blessings in Christ which He has lavished upon us. When we meditate on the miracle of our salvation by His grace alone, our election from before the dawn of time, the provision of His only begotten Son as the perfect substitutionary sacrifice for all our sins, new birth into everlasting life by the power of the Holy Spirit, deliverance from the dominion of the devil and the curse of death, our justification, our acceptance before the Father with the righteousness of Jesus Himself imputed to us as a gift Our adoption as the beloved children of the Father and the brothers and sisters of Jesus co-heirs together with him of his glory and the promise that he is always with us working all things together for our good so that even through tribulation and persecution we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, Now, doesn't this, more than all of the earthly blessings heaped upon us, doesn't this cause us to rejoice in God's sovereignty? And, 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 and doesn't it create in us a true humility in the awareness of our absolute dependence upon Him, not only physically and materially, but above all, spiritually, relationally, such that all we can do is to offer our lives to Him as a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's our, that's our correct orientation in relationship to the Creator, who also by His sovereign grace and mercy and power and love is our Redeemer and our eternal Savior. And the practice of giving thanks, being thankful, the discipline of that reminds us who we are, who God is, and what our right relationship with Him is. Secondly, thankfulness opens our hearts to the presence, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Look again at this passage from Colossians 3 12 through 17, and then uh, its parallel passage also in Ephesians 5. And you, you can see that this passage. Breathes an atmosphere of grace and peace and joy and, and happiness. It, it describes a Christ like community comprised of Christ like believers. We are called to clothe ourselves put on, clothes ourselves, get dressed with compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience, the kind of clothing that Jesus wore. And to forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven us. We are told to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts and to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. This is what the church, the community of Christ's people should be and do. A community resembling heaven on earth in contrast to what we read as our call to confession and repentance. In contrast to a world under the dominion of darkness, we are to be the visible manifestation of heaven upon earth. And and throughout this description of who we are called to be and do, thankfulness, you see, is mentioned three times over and over and over again. We are commanded uh, in the previous passage to put to death all the symptoms of our sinful nature, sexual immorality, covetousness, anger, malice, slander, obscene talk, lying. (laughs) It's what you get on the news every day, right? These are sins and sinful attitudes which grieve the Holy Spirit and cause the Holy Spirit to withdraw His presence, peace, and power from us. Grumbling and murmuring grieve the Holy Spirit. He don't want to be around people like that. And when we are envious and covetous and self-pitying and discontent and grumbling and complaining and ungrateful, because after all, what have you done for me lately? Where's our focus? Well, it's on poor little pitiful me. And the Holy Spirit will not give His blessing of peace and power to that individual or that community of people which is so selfishly and so negatively focused and void of gratitude. Maybe it's time for the true church of Jesus Christ to make America grateful again. The world has enough negativity, complaining, grumbling, blaming, envy, coveting, ingratitude, and discontentment. These are the attitudes and words of people who do not honor God as God or give thanks to Him. God has put a tongue in your mouth so that you might praise Him and thank Him and speak words which build up your brother and sister. Do you want to be a believer who enjoys, enjoys, now that's an experiential term, real life experiential enjoyment of the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit in your life. Do you? Be thankful. Speak forth your thanks. Sing your thanks. Live your thanks. Whatever you do, do it giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ. Do we want to be a congregation, a community of Christians, a family of believers, a household of faith which experiences, experiences more and more and more of the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit among us? and the love of Christ and the peace of Christ and the joy of the Spirit and the power of His Word so that our gatherings together will become more and more like the eternal reunion we will have in heaven. This is dress rehearsal. That's why we put on, clothe ourselves with compassion and kindness and gentleness and patience. So brothers and sisters of Jesus, be thankful. Speak forth your thanks. Let one another know how thankful you are. Sing your thanks. Whatever you do, do it giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ. Being thankful, thankfulness is what opens the heart to more and more of the blessings of the peace and joy and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's experiential. The passage commands and instructs us to be thankful and to grow in grace with thankfulness in our hearts and to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Why is this emphasized three times in three verses? Well, because the corruption of our fallen nature, which still remains within us, and the corruption of this fallen world which surrounds us And the evil influence and temptations of Satan, the greatest ingrate of all, it all tends toward ingratitude. What does Satan want to make of you? He wants to make of you a person who does not honor God as God or give thanks to him. And you know, where there is no thankfulness in the heart, there is nothing but hardness and darkness and self-pity and hopeless despair. Therefore, be thankful because, third, thankfulness increases our faith in God and empowers us to overcome the trials and tribulations of life in this fallen world as we press on with the hope of glory. Life in this fallen world is difficult. There are disappointments. Things don't always work out the way we want them to. There is real loss and grief and sadness and sorrow. Hardships, heartache, heartbreak, trials and tribulation. The Bible, the biblical Christian faith, is very realistic about that. And and so the commands and the instructions for us to be thankful are not merely a matter of positive thinking or looking for the silver lining around the dark cloud. It's it's much bigger than that, it's much better than that. We, We are called and commanded to give thanks to God for who He is in all our circumstances, no matter what they are. The God who made us and has given His Son for us has pledged Himself to be with us to and through the end. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's an expression of thanksgiving. The God who rules over heaven and earth has promised never to leave us nor to forsake us. That's the God we worship And that ought to inspire thankfulness from our hearts. He has has numbered the very hairs of your head. He has called you by name. He knows when you lie down and when you rise up. All the days ordained for you were written in his book before one of them came to be. And he wrote them with everlasting love toward you. He who knows the end from the beginning, who works all things according to the counsel of His will, works all things together for the good of those who love Him. And He has shown us, He has proven to us His love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Jesus' resurrection from the dead shows us, it promises us that there's a day coming when all things will be made new when everything sad will become untrue. When tears will be wiped away and sorrow and sifted, sighing shall flee away. And all our suffering, this slight momentary affliction, will work for us an eternal weight of glory. Dear friends, of all the people on the earth, we ought to be the most cheerful and the most thankful. And so every day we should say it and live it out in word and deed. Thank you. And, 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 and in, in terms of deed, you know, sometimes... Someone does something kind or generous toward you, and you say, thank you. Maybe you, maybe you write them a thank you note. And then and other times, you, you decide, you know what, I, I want to do something special just to say thanks. I just want to say thanks with a, well, you, you know what, you can do that in your relationship with God too. You can do that in your relationship with God. It, it, it might be, uh, and this is simply something b- between you and, and the Lord privately, secretly in your own heart, you know. Making, a, making a, 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 a special offering to a Christian ministry agency or, um, uh, you know, the, the food bank or the, helping to pay for uh, energy bills for the poor, the elderly. It, it, it might be something like that. It might be volunteering for the Salvation Kettlebells, be a ringer for an hour and just this is your I'm going to say thank you this is how I'm going to say thank you to the lord right we say thank you in our prayers we say thank you when we sing we should we should thank god every day at, at around the the, the table of, of when we have meals family meals every day but there are other ways that we can say thanks to god and let us be encouraged and and, and so the, the Scripture's wisdom, the, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit here is, is teaching us how to be a joyful, loving, cheerful, victorious community of believers. Give thanks. Be thankful. And you know what? <clears throat> you can try this, but I think it's, it's pretty impossible. I think it's impossible to uh, be th- thinking about all the, the good blessings in your life and the blessing of what Christ has done for you and borne your sins in his own body on the tree and be, be thankful for the blessings of family and food and house and all the things we, the, the blessings of our, just, just be th- thinking about that and then be in a bad mood at the same time. Give that a world. <laughs> be thankful and be grumpy at the same time. You just, you can't do it. Now, do we belong to God because He's bought us with the blood of His Son? Now, are we going to be grumpy and ungrateful and unkind stingy Let's be thankful. Let's say in word and deed, and live it out before the world, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. To his name be the glory. Amen. Father, we thank you. We do thank you for the wonders of your love, your provision for us, body and soul. Help us to be that grateful Cheerful, victorious people, you call us to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. In response to the Word of God, let us stand to affirm our faith. This morning, again, reading from the Heidelberg Catechism as it focuses on the doctrines of God's providence and what this means in our lives practically. Christian, what do you understand by the providence of God? How does the knowledge of God's creation and providence help us?